All right, so since uh, we don't have the technology yet um, on our Saturday night services, uh, I'm going to preach this again uh, for the podcast folks. But if you didn't know, we are we've officially started uh, our the home dot church, um, and it's every Saturday night um, from six to nine. So be there. Um, find us on Facebook and Instagram to figure out where it's going to be. Uh, this week again, it's uh, going to be at my parents' house, uh, which is really kind of them. And maybe for the entire month of June, it might be at my parents' house. Um, and then we'll kind of find another spot for July. So that's just the way this is going to work. It's going to be moving with the flow. Don't really know what we're doing. Uh, but Saturday, it was it was good to actually be talking to human beings instead of sitting in my apartment alone talking to you guys. Potential you guys, I guess. Um, so it's been good. Um, and uh, Saturday went well. We were excited. It was good. Um, supposedly the highlight of the night was the cookies. Uh, so kind of annoying. Thanks, Madison, for stealing all of God's thunder. That's cool. Just kidding. Um, so, anyways, uh, we're doing this home thing, and it's crazy. We're doing it. Um, and thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. And you know, you can always support more because uh, we're we're doing this thing, and uh, we need. We need cash flow, frankly, and we need uh, we need leaders. We need people, um, so we need support. So if that uh, tickles your fancy, uh, please go to our website and help us out uh, to keep this to keep this movement moving. So, anyways, I'm Lex, and you get to talk, listen to me if you decide to, for the next I don't know thirty minutes. Cool. So we're gonna. Uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about freedom tonight, okay? Eh, maybe it's not tonight, whatever. It's tonight for me. Just got home from work, but we're going to talk about freedom. And I'm not, uh, talking from, uh, like an American freedom standpoint. Uh, I'm not talking about a political freedom, um, which, yeah, super happy to be an American, but uh, that's not what I'm talking about. Um. If you haven't noticed, the home loves Jesus, okay? The home is a Jesus-focused movement that is trying to make culture better. Um, But our desire is not to be religious. Because you see, religious and religion is more of an obligation and, and not as vibrant as what I want to talk about with you right now. Um... And that's where freedom comes in first. But uh, I want to tell you a story first. And uh, yeah, so I was in Kinko's on Saturday night uh, trying to do last minute stuff, um, getting ready for the home uh, that's on Saturday night. Um, So we were at Kinko's. And if you know what Kinko stands for, please let me know because it's so weird. Uh, I could look it up, but I'd rather hear from you. Um, So I was in Kinko's. 
last night, uh, uh, sorry, Friday night at like 1 a.m. And the guy who was working there, he was just alone and he was a great guy. And I was telling Madison that I usually try to negotiate price with these kind of guys, um, like printer guys or oil change guys. I always try to negotiate um, um, the price with them. But I love this guy's, this guy, and uh, so I just stuck to just trusting him. Um, and he just cared so much about the stuff he was printing for me. It was insane. Like, he cared more than I cared. It was hilarious. Uh, but after a bit, um, he uh, finally asked. I mean, we were getting brochures and um, other stuff printed through this guy, through Kinko's, and he was helping us. And uh, after, like, being in there for, I don't know, it felt like 30 minutes, he finally asked, hey, uh, what's this, uh, what's all this for? And I, I told him all about the home and what we're trying to do and the vision and and all that stuff and he actually lit up which is pretty rare you know uh, you don't get that very much anymore um, but come to find out he was a pretty legit guy he he was raised um, in a Christian home uh, which doesn't really mean that much I hate when people say that I've even been victim of saying that I was raised in a Christian home so that means uh, I'm perfect right no it doesn't um, but he was raised by Christian parents and uh, what was kind of cool is his parents let him decide what he wanted to believe in. So they didn't really, uh, I don't know, push any agenda on his life where, hey, this is what you're going to believe. And that's it. Uh, no discussion. And that's going to be it. Um, so his parents kind of did it a different way and let him choose. And uh, so he was telling us at 15 he decided to be an agnostic, which means he uh, believes that there's no God and nothing is known, essentially. Um, and then until, uh, until after, shortly after that, he, uh, he couldn't deny it anymore, and he became a Christian and started following Jesus. Then he was telling about how he's going to start street preaching in downtown Denver, um, which immediately me being the person I am, my guard goes up uh, because usually those guys are uh, holding up signs that say, uh, turn to Jesus or you're going to hell. And eh, stop. That's stupid. Uh, just that's, that's not how you love people. That's not how you win people for Jesus. So don't do that. Don't make me look like an idiot. And that's why I usually get uh, pretty upset when I see those things because hey, I'm not one of those guys and I'm not going to tell you that you're going to hell because you don't believe in Jesus. I'm just going to tell you, hey, believe in Jesus so you don't even have to discuss the hell topic because, yeah, hell is a real place, but I'm more focused about the heaven. Cool? And, yeah, whatever. So then I asked him uh, what, his, uh, what his home church was because I'm always curious where people come from. And uh, he actually told me... In, uh, and said, I don't have one. And he continued to say he hasn't been to church since he was 15. Um, and he was probably in his 30s now. And he told me all about his heart and how he spent time with the Lord to draw near to him. And that's really cool. So, I mean, he, he got my guard up with saying, hey, I'm going to the street to preach. But then I was like, oh, this guy actually cares. And, and you see, guys, uh, Jesus doesn't care about your religion 
Okay, hear me out. He doesn't care about your religion. He just cares about the relationship you have with him. Okay? And I'll, I'll even take it a step further. God doesn't care that much about what church you frequent. He cares about being friends and in relationship with you. Which is kind of weird to say when you're planting a ministry and trying to launch a church, essentially. Um, but God just doesn't care about what church you go to. He doesn't care about the sticker on the back of your car. He cares about your heart. Um, so I titled this message, Bound or Broken. Okay? Um, we so often live and uh, live so bound by life and by obligations and stuff so that we're bound by almost re uh, essentially religion, right? That we don't see the fullness and thriving we could have with freedom in Christ. And that is a sweet intro to a sweet sermon. Cool? So, I, I uh, if you know me at all, I love board games. Um, and one of my favorites is Monopoly. And, and frankly, bear with me as I navigate through this. But in Monopoly, it's only fun. I, I promise all of this is going to tie together, okay? You're going to love it. In Monopoly, it's only fun if you're willing and rolling, or if you're, sorry, if you're winning and rolling really well. And you aren't having fun if you're hitting the property with the hotel or just go to jail every single time. Because then if you just go to jail every single time, you essentially are making no money because you're either in jail and paying money to try to get out of jail and you're losing your PASCO, which is not good. PASCO is free money. And you see, would you rather navigate life always worried about what your next role is or just confident and ready for whatever comes your way? In Monopoly, when you're, you're worried and, and tight on cash, you start like sweet-talking the dice and, and yelling when, when, it, when it's about to hit and you're, you're, you're praying to God that it's not a seven because if, it, if a seven is rolled, then that makes you hit boardwalk with the hotel and guess what? You're out of the game because nobody can afford that ever. And you're doing the same thing when you want to hit a property. You know, you're so bound by the, by, by the die, right? You're so bound by the next move and the next roll and the next whatever in the game. And I'll, I'll use myself as an example because in most cases I'm winning and I'm lending the bank money because uh, yeah, I'm pretty good at Monopoly. I love Monopoly. And you can call that prideful. Sure, go ahead. I might be. But pretty good at Monopoly. I love Monopoly. But uh, I'll use myself as an example because I'm usually winning and lending the bank money. And it's much easier and way more fun to play the game when you can roll whatever and it won't hurt you at all. And guess what? This is the same way we have the opportunity to live in. That's pretty good news, right? That sounds, that sounds excellent. And majority of people are worried about their next role. And if you will, they're worried about their next season and their next moment and their next decision. Wouldn't you rather not be worried and know that you have a good father who makes everything work together for our good. That's good news, right? I mean, that's 
that's the god that i want to that's that i mean frankly we don't know the plans we don't know what's next we don't know where we're going to end up we don't know what age we're going to retire at we don't know these things but the good news is our father does and he's going to make it all work together for our good and he wants to give us freedom to live in that and that's just beautiful so in Galatians 5.1, and I'm trying to turn there frantically, it says, Galatians 5.1 says, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Being worried about your next role can turn into slavery. And a lot of people I play Monopoly with know this all too well because they're like making deals with the dice essentially making deals with the devil just so they don't get knocked out of the game um, and we can turn into slaves about being worried about every decision and every moment of our life where it consumes us and you know I, let me get something straight here and I, I, I did this on Saturday too I'm not saying this okay this is gonna be a little quote hey guys uh, so this is a cult, and we are here now, and that means you're signing up. You're listening to this podcast, so you're signing up, and we're going to go into the forest and just float through life and dance and uh, jump around the fire. Uh, not saying that at all, okay? Uh, that's crazy. I'm not starting a cult. Um, but Christ wants us to live in freedom. By living in freedom means that we're aligned with God's will. Yeah? Yeah? We can all agree on that. Okay? I'm not saying you can do whatever you want in life, and uh, I'm not pushing a grace movement. Okay, I'm not saying that God is going to just have grace, and you're just, or that He's just that's all He's here to give is just grace after grace after grace. I mean, He does, but that's not His uh, end goal. He wants relationship with us, right? Okay, good. And that that verse in Galatians says, "Do not submit again." To a yoke of slavery and the yoke that is being talked about here is not the one from from a chicken but for all my country fans and and farmers I'm gonna educate you a yoke is like a wooden beam that goes in between a pair of ox to move to move heavy loads okay it's really heavy it moves heavy things, and the, the yoke itself is heavy. And what I mean by it's heavy is that it's heavy, okay? Did my, I'm about to sneeze. Man, you guys get this so raw on this podcast. It's so funny. Uh, did not submit to a yoke of slavery. That means it's heavy, okay? How hard is it to run with something heavy on your back? It'll hold you back, and it can manifest as anxiousness, fear, stress, and these kinds of things. And it's because when you're a slave, it would make a mistake that you would get hurt. And when you're faced with decisions, you're held back and reminded of the last time that you made a mistake, and you don't want to get hurt again. A yoke is heavy. Slavery is heavy. Being a slave means you're... You're afraid of what move you're going to make. And hear me out. That's, uh, that's, no way to, that's no way to live. And that's not the way the Lord wants us to live. 
Uh, we're not battered. We're called to better things in fullness in Christ. Our God is not mean. I think a lot of times Christians think our God is so mean. He's not mean. He's good. And he's also a just. He's fair. He's not mean. He's not out to get you. He's not saying, dance for me, monkey. He's rooting for you. All right. So we're going to kind of sh shift through kind of, yeah, whatever. I'm just going to keep going. But anyways, uh, uh, yeah, just going to keep going. I love going around the mall and like other public places and asking what people think of Christianity. It's one of my favorite things. Some things are pretty brutal um, and pretty harsh. And yeah, they're, some of them are right and some of them are just like out of anger and hate, essentially. But the reoccurring one that I hear most often is, uh, is this one. People say that Christianity has way too many rules. And guess what? I agree. I agree that this thing called Christianity uh, that has turned into uh, religion has so many rules. I agree religion has so many rules. But guess what? True Christianity does not have a grocery list of rules. Okay? We no longer have to be paralyzed by rules because of Jesus. You know, the cool thing about Jesus is he cared so much about us that he went to the cross. Okay? He went to the cross, and then he died on the cross, and then he went into the grave for three days, and then he came back, resurrected, and then he went to heaven. Okay? Mind-blowing stuff. Yes, but the amazing part about this entire thing is Jesus still came back. Okay? He came back to earth to talk to his disciples, and he left them with two things upon coming back to earth. He left them with two rules. Let's use the word rules, okay? He left them with two rules. First rule, love your God. Second rule, love each other. That doesn't sound like that many rules. That sounds like two rules. We no longer have to be paralyzed by rules because of Jesus. And I'm going to journey to say people have self-inflicted rules. You see, when the Lord gave us the Ten Commandments... He was showing us how much we need a Savior, how much we need Jesus. Don't get me wrong. Should we still strive to follow the Ten Commandments? Totally. But I'm not a preacher who's going to get up, you, going to get up here and tell you, uh, you have to follow all these or you're going to go to hell. Uh, you have to strive to follow them. Yeah, because they're good morals and they're good. And guess what? They're from God. Okay, I don't need to justify anything else. They're from God. The Ten Commandments are from God. But the Ten Commandments show us how much we need Jesus. And then Jesus came, and then he said, Hey, Old Covenant's dead, New Covenant's here. Hey, Old Testament's dead. Nah, yeah. Old Testament tradition 
is essentially dead. New Testament has arrived. And this is what I want you to do. I'm the kind of preacher that says, hey, I messed up too. You know? I messed up too, and Ten Commandments are hard. I get I get hurt after one, two, uh, I mean all of them. I, I struggle with all of them. But guess what? I know Jesus. I know Jesus, and he gave me two rules. And I'm doing pretty good at those two. <laughs> I'm not perfect at them, but I'm doing pretty good. I mean, I, I love God, uh, and I love most people. <laughs> I mean... I don't like the lady who cut me off and that kind of stuff. Or uh, when the lady in Chipotle tore my burrito, I didn't like her too much because then I had to eat tor two tortillas. And I don't like that. Used to. But Jesus gave us two rules. It's pretty cool. And I guess you could even say he gave us three rules. Love God, love each other, and proclaim Jesus. That was a pretty good. And you can, I guess it's still too because you can't love somebody without telling them about Jesus. Cool? So this message is, is called Bound or Broken because it's a question that we focus every day. Today am I going to decide to be free in Jesus and surrender to his plans for me or am I going to be bound by religion or bound by life or bound by anxiousness or bound by insecurity? You see, when Jesus came, it wasn't to make a point of saying, I'm God. When Jesus came, it was say, it was, hey, I am God. And hey, I want you to live a full life. And the only way you will know what it's like is by knowing me and being friends with me. Jesus never intended religion. While he was here, after he was on earth, uh, today, uh, yesterday, all of these things, he never intended religion. Sometimes we think Christianity is just a thought. But you know Christianity is true. It's not just another religion. All of that, all of the stuff in the Bible actually happened. Jesus was like, hey, I'm not making another religion. He, he said, I am. I, 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 I'm the answer. This is it. This is what you guys have been searching for. You don't need to do it anymore. Okay? You found me. Ta-da, be friends with me. He came to restore intimacy and connection with the Father. That's pretty sweet. Actually, that's incredible. So often we feel like, oh, we're, we're Christians, so we're better. We are, we're set, or something like that. When it's just like, no, this is, this is truth, and I don't really need to justify it all that much because it's truth. In 1 Peter 2, 21 through 25, it reads for to this for to this you have been called because Christ also suffer, suffered for you leaving you an example so that you might follow in his footsteps 
He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile him back. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were strained like sheep, but now have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. All the religious ways died on the cross. We have to break free from our junk because we are called to live in righteousness and fullness. All Jesus wants is intimacy and relationship with us. But it's hard to do that when we're bound, right? It's much easier to break free and remove the drunk going on around us. So I guess my challenge is, is are we going to con- be consumed by the next role? Or are, we going to be af- or are we not going to be afraid to throw the dice because we have a good God who cares for us and calls us to be free with him? I always, I always make this challenge when I preach on topics like this of don't make Jesus die for nothing. Yeah, it might rub you guys some the wrong way, but don't make Jesus die for nothing. Use his sacrifice. Use his suffering. As terrible as that sounds, he did it for you to live in vibrancy and intimacy with the Father. Back in the day, I mean, you, you, if you listen to the other one about tabernacle and the veil, uh, it used to be so hard to get to God. But when that veil was torn, we have instant access now. Are we going to be consumed by the next role or live in freedom of the next role, the next decision, the next circumstance? Cool? Awesome. Well, again, um, service is Saturday night. Check the website, check Facebook, check Instagram, and come check us out on Saturday night. And I'm not going to lie to you. It is in a basement. It is in a house. And it's going to be awkward for probably three minutes when you walk into the house. Okay? But that's any church. (laughs) Uh, Especially a startup church. But the cool thing about this entire thing, and I I don't want to sell this too much because um, the Lord's going to use the ministry regardless, and you're going to be like, ah, should have came to make history. But something cool is happening in this place. The home is so, so different than any other ministry out there, and uh, it's just... It's just cool, man. <laughs> so come check us out. I'm not going to lie to you. It will be awkward for the first three minutes. But then uh, you'll get over it and we'll get over it. And then we'll we'll talk and we'll, have friend, we'll be friends. And we will eat cookies and drink co- coffee. And all you need to do is show up. Okay? Take a step and make history with us at the home. So I hope to see you Saturday. Thanks for listening, and I am going to try to be more consistent with these podcasts. Uh, So that's all I've got for you. Have a good week.